0: Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 28 of Robot Radio. This is Greg Stanwood and I'm here along with my co-host Andrew Martin. Andrew, how are
1: you? I'm doing alright. it um, been an interesting afternoon for baseball.
0: Yeah, we're actually recording this in the bottom of the 10th inning of the Sunday game because neither of us could really wait any longer to get this done. So we were hoping the game would be over, preferably with a win by the way it started, but it hasn't really worked out for us so far.
1: Yeah, these things happen though. I mean I guess that's baseball. I was a little uh disappointed that they pulled Hamill when they did. I know he didn't look good in his last inning, but uh seriously though, four innings, I mean
0: How many pitches did he have, like eighty or so?
1: It, it wasn't the thing is it wasn't like he had thrown hundred and ten pitches. Right. It wasn't like he was at Kershaw's numbers at all. And I mean, yes, he, he did give up a couple reasonable hits, but uh, the fact that he struck a guy out and Paul Phillips couldn't find the ball, and then you know a blue double that you know did exactly what Herrera did, and uh was it the first the, no in the in the second inning, Uh that the, the one that like you know bounced right on the line, or was that the first inning? I can't remember. Well, whatever it was, I mean you know the one I'm talking about. It might as well have you know been a foul ball or an out, but it just it just you know magically landed where it was. That's exactly what they hit off us as well, and. Yeah, it ended up being a lot worse than it needed to be. Um, mm-hmm. Phillips has had a very poor game. I mean, Rank is trying on Twitter, trying to defend him a little bit, saying it's been tough for the, everyone because of the, you know, a lot of balls in the dirt and it's just been a grind. But you know, Aleva, even Oliva, who has a reputation for not being able to keep the ball in front of him, um, hasn't
0: had a game quite like exactly. this. Yeah,
1: and, and I haven't, and I'm not just trying to. Uh, it sounds like Ionetta's hurt, or else he would still... I mean, he's still got the calf thing. Yeah,
0: Rank said that he expects him to be ready for Arizona. He so. sure
1: better be. But uh, I understand why Phillips got the start today. It made sense because he's got the most major league experience, but I don't know, I just... uh it, It's a little frustrating when you know there's a guy who probably wouldn't be having this bad of a game and McHenry on
0: the bench. I kind of wish that uh, they'd started Phillips yesterday um, because, first of all, it was a probably a little bit less scary of a game, and secondly, because he's already got the whole Shasin thing going on, and that he yeah. was, uh, he's was he been working with him pretty much all a year, with the one exception being in kind of the June, early July area, where Phillips was down and Chasine wasn't.
1: Well, you got to remember that Shasin is Latin, and therefore Miguel Levo has to catch him.
0: Or whatever
1: we have, so, you know... Um What's his face? Uh, Will Rosario had better be ready to have a lot of Latin pitchers coming his way because he's not. I mean, I don't. I, I'm obviously the,
0: joking. Yeah,
1: He's to death joke there, but uh, no. I, I mean, like it, 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 you said, it, it doesn't make sense that Phillips should have caught Chassine, but uh, yes, it didn't even matter who caught. I could have caught that game. We would have still won.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, speaking they, of, of winning that game, I'm you know regardless of the outcome of this game, I'm glad we won two games in Dodger Stadium. I think I've mentioned on a previous episode that, you know, even though we had games left at the time against both San Diego and San Francisco, this series was the one that scared me the most because it just didn't seem like uh, there's possibly a double play. Yep.
1: No, <laughs> was a double play. I thought it was a pretty short double play, too. Tulowitzki flipped to Herrera, and I thought the runner beat the, th- beat the throw, but uh, umpire called him out at second, and the throw was executed well. So, no damage, heading to the top of the eleven.
0: Anyway, I mean... In the position we're in right now, we need to win as many games as possible, so I'm still going to be somewhat disappointed if we lose. But, hey, this was, to me, the the easiest place where we could have tripped over ourselves and fallen flat on our face, and we didn't. So Oh, yeah,
1: no, without a doubt. And the, the way the rest of the divisions have been playing as well, I mean, everybody caught up to the Padres, but it's kind of half that we caught up to the Padres, and the Padres uh, kind of tanked their way back to us. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, unfortunate for them and such, but, you know, that's just how it rolls. Um, but but now I think that the whole win every game, we have to win every game, it's still relatively dire, but we just basically have to pace our opponents. And so if they're playing win every game pace, we have to win every game. But, I mean, it's less we're trying to come from behind and try to catch up to put a team winning at a normal pace to there's three horses neck and neck in this race.
0: Yeah, and uh, looking at kind of those postseason odds places, which you know you can't put a whole lot of absolute faith into, but we're starting to get more even with our competition. Already today, we've had San Diego lose and San Francisco win. So if either way, we're kind of still we're we're not going to be leaving the pack with just no. this one loss. Uh, Atlanta won as well, but they've been winning a lot, and we're falling. Kind of out of the chances to catch up in the wild card. So, so,
1: so as it stands right now, if we lo- being Sunday, if we if we win today, we'll be half game back of the Giants in the division, correct? Mm-hmm. And if we lose today, we'll be a game and a half back of the Giants in the division. It will be um, still one game back from the Padres.
0: We might be that right. Doesn't it? I think so? Sometimes I, I'll bring up the standings right well, now and see.
1: We were a game back last night, so. Game back of the Padres, half game back of the Giants. So, yeah, yeah.
0: right at this moment, we are one game back of San Francisco, having not having had the outcome of their game already decided, and ours not. Yeah. And so, if we lose, we will be one and a half back of San Francisco and one back from the half game back San Diego.
1: So yeah, this is this has become a much more I, I, I want to say doable, but the task ahead of us isn't necessarily clear. I mean. Every game kind of becomes a must win until we, you know, get ourselves a three game lead, which isn't going to happen in this short of a time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess we still have to win every game, and less every other team starts losing every game, but yeah, this became much less critical. All of a sudden, we don't have to catch up. Anyways, we're in the top of the 11th, and Brockson just came out to pitch, and maybe it's just me, but I just had a glimmer of hope.
0: Um, you're probably more right than I am. I'm still horrifyingly terrified of Jonathan Broxton late in the game, but this isn't the same Jonathan Broxton.
1: <laughs> as he throws one to the backstop, right yeah. he said that. <laughs> he did.
0: That's that's fun. But
1: speaking of bullpen, you had some topics lined up there?
0: Well, I had one topic. We, we kind of came out of nowhere and traded for Octavio Dotel, and it's funny to me because we had already talked about the situation once on an earlier podcast, the quote-unquote prisoner exchange trade. Of course, we didn't have anybody else going... Yet, but uh, we we basically had Dotel, who was with the Dodgers, just walk right on over to the uh, to the other clubhouse, which must be a really strange thing because somebody was explaining. I think it was Drew Goodman that uh, it happened right before the game, which means he had already like gotten to the park, gotten in uniform, and warmed up with the Dodgers, and then like was coming in, getting ready for the game, and they're like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> switch teams, buddy."
1: Meant to tell you, um, that's a lot of different teams that Octavio Dotel has pitched for in his we career. We are the tenth
0: team on that's his the, resume, three of which were this this season.
1: The tenth notch on his bedpost. How, uh, <laughs> how interesting. I and I always wonder if that's a sign of a good baseball player or a poor baseball player when they pitch for a play for a lot of teams. I mean, could, it one one school would thought would just be well, they have been in the majors that time. That's pretty good, isn't it? But I I just kind of wonder what it says about a player. And they uh. You know, I guess you have to kind of look at everybody's situations, like, you know, are they a bad character guy or are they, you know, whatever, before you can really say, oh, yeah, well, that's why this guy has been on so many teams. But uh,
0: Yeah, I can't really – I don't know enough about him to really say exactly what that might be, but I also really haven't heard anything that really suggests that he's like, you know, a bullpen cancer or something. Yeah.
1: Uh, he's just He's just
0: kind of at that point where he doesn't really sign – I mean, for example, he signed a one-year contract with the Pirates, with a uh, rather not super expensive, but a somewhat expensive uh, second-year option, and you know that just is sort of the kind of thing where a, a guy of his talent and hit the point his point in the career is going to be stuck with, which means at the very least, usually he's going to be flipping teams every year, and clearly, I still think that. Pittsburgh robbed Los Angeles blind for him.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, he, so trading man, him
0: made perfect sense for them. So I, I guess the point is it wasn't so much Pittsburgh looking to get rid of him just because he's him, but rather because... Well, I was because
1: talking about us with my roommates last night. We were saying something about Dotel, because um, Jim Tracy was commenting that, it, that we've been looking at hotel for a while, for a couple of years now, but just it never really made complete sense for us to get him. Um but when when LA came at the trade deadline and said, "Hey, we'll give you James McDonald, Andrew Lambo, and who, do you remember who the third guy was?" Or was there even?
0: I don't think there was a third guy. I just remember that James McDonald, who I've who I've honestly been a fan of, and uh, Lambo, who was at one point a top tier prospect, he'd kind of dropped into the upper second tier, from what I understand. But that's still a return far greater for Pittsburgh than you would expect, especially since McDonald's been pretty good since he. Who just right? uh,
1: had a twenty inning scoreless twenty scoreless inning streak snap yesterday, mm-hmm. which is uh just I mean I know that a, 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 an inning streak is just you know it just kind of a fancy schmancy thing, but he's been pitching very effectively for them. Um, but seeing how the Dodgers are like, hey, we are willing to open up the uh, open up the vaults and give you some guys for Dotel, Pittsburgh says okay, and the Rockies say, man, we're not gonna give up that much for him. We'll figure out something else. Like nothing. And mm-hmm. uh, so, when it basically the Dodgers had fallen out of it, I'm just surprised we made this, this trade this late for a guy who is as potentially meaningful as Octavio Dotel. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, oh, we added Royce Clayton or, you know, some total veteran complete bench player, pinch hitter kind of guy.
0: Russ Ortiz. We, exactly, <laughs> a Russ Ortiz. Our, our, our late season acquisition. Uh, You're thinking Ramon Ortiz, but uh, yes, Russ Ortiz yes. would also fit that That's, bill. No, that, I, it, I was thinking of Ramon Ortiz. Russ Ortiz was in our minors for a while, but he left.
1: Uh, yeah, so the point is, is that it just made me surprised that we were willing to make that big-ish of a move. So I wonder what kind of, uh, what stipulations went into this, uh, went into this trade. Like, he was a player to be named later, um, or that's what the Dodgers are getting in return.
0: Which they'll probably select in the offseason, I would guess. Yeah,
1: which makes the most sense. But at the same time, it kind of makes me wonder, uh, um, is there any, um, do the Rockies have anything built in there based on whether or not they exercise Octavio Dotel's option?
0: I was I've been thinking about this of course being the roster nerd trying trying to crunch the 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 bullpen pile up next year. As far as I can tell the only way that is really possible is if we go with one lefty in the pen or we turn Manny Del Carmen into the long reliever. Um because we have four players already who are pretty much guaranteed a spot barring the, you know, big three exceptions like injury trade or release or something like that. Mm -hmm. And that's Street, Betancourt, Belisle, and Del Carmen. All of these guys are right-handed pitchers who are going to be pitching somewhere in the sixth through ninth innings, um, probably. And with Del Carmen kind of being, as I take it, taking over the corpus role as adaptable a guy, who pitches, guy. And
1: loses, guys who pitches and losing any efforts.
0: Well, not always. I mean, that's kind of what Corpus became. But, you know, he also pitched long relief sometimes. He also pitched innings early in games where we were winning, say the fifth or sixth, if we yeah. had to get somebody in there. So it's, it's kind of a versatile thing. And then you have uh, three other spots. Now, Franklin Morales occupies one of them now. We don't know if he's going to get kept, but as of now, as of this point, you can have to slot him in there as well, just because he's actually out of options for real this time. Yeah. But the way that he's responded to being called up again has not been positive, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if we find a way to get get him off the roster.
1: Not really. I cannot. I, I made a comment on Twitter about this yesterday that uh, uh, pretty much hit the expiration date on his. Uh, on his trade value uh, expired back in 2008. He, uh, I just don't see any. Th- th- I don't see any team really picking him up and making. Or uh, I can see a lot of teams picking him up, but not mm-hmm. any team giving us something for him. Right. I, just, I think Toronto would be a great destination for him. I mean, look what their uh, their pitching has done with Brandon Moreau. He's they've turned him into a pretty solid starter. But, um, I mean, we saw some pretty disgusting outings from him. I, mean, I think he ended up with, like, a one-hitter earlier this year that was uh, almost a no-no, broken up in the ninth. Yeah. Um. And I And he, his problem with always command as well. I mean, disgusting strikeout stuff, but just could not find the strike zone to save his life. And, you know, again, I kind of, in my mind, at least, it comes down to ratios. You know, how many strikeouts to watch do you have to make it kind of acceptable, but... They could, I don't know. They could do something with Morales, I bet. But what are we going to get back from them? We'll get a you know bag of baseballs and a couple boxes of big league chew,
0: right? Which is why I don't, I can't. Everybody wants him. I think to everybody's tired of him. Point being, yeah. and so at this point, I'm still not willing to say he's not going to be given a spot on the roster. But m- my point is just foreseeing a straight line with no transactions where he's going to be forced to stay on the team, he is destined for one of those seven spots, basically. So yeah, basically, really. without without dealing with Morales or assuming he's gone, we have five spots filled now. Getting rid of Buckholz helped kind of eliminate some of the redundancy there. So now we have two spots. Now... Even if they keep Morales, there's no way they leave him as the only lefty in the pen, which means Matt Reynolds gets spot number six, I think, pretty much for sure. And what you end up now is a seventh spot, which would normally be slated for a long reliever. Like I said, they could turn Del Carmen into that and then give that spot to someone like Dotel if they if they accept the club option. But I think it's more likely they give that spot to someone like S. Mill Rogers, who can provide long relief. Um, Rogers, I'm. At this point, about 75% sure that he can be optioned again for a fourth year because he, uh, only has f- those, f- those defined full seasons in 2006, uh, through, or 2007 through 2010. So that's four, and he needs five to be, uh, to have that fourth option declined, or, uh, taken away. But, the only reason I say 75% is because he's also played three seasons of short ball uh, from 6, 5, and 4, two in the Dominican, and one in, uh, uh, in Casper. So I guess the question is, I can't find anywhere that says whether or not those stack on top of each other and can add up to a full season. I don't think they do, but if they do, then he has to make the team as well. Um, because he's used three regular option years already. So his situation is complicated, and I can't bank for sure, but I think right now I would say that unless they go with one lefty in the pen or or have some other option for the long relief than one long relief guy, then there's no room for, for Octavio on the... 2011 bullpen so i really don't know what they're going to do for sure but i would say right now unless something changes it's unlikely they pick that up
1: well the fact really is and it comes down to me never never minding the uh you know the roster spots and the option years and stuff like that it just kind of comes down to who has the best chance of making an impact on the bullpen and given the role they'd be in there are they going to be cost effective and dotel very well might price himself out of that as he would be the yeah, the second highest paid person in the bullpen. Unless Manny Corpus somehow is that second highest paid person.
0: No, uh, Corpus no, just, Corpus will still be fourth highest, if, if okay. we keep Dottel, because he's below both Betancourt
1: yeah. and
0: uh, Street. So, so
1: 4.5 would put him right there between Betancourt
0: and Street, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, oh, just for the record, and for anyone listening who, uh, at this point in the game, uh, Broxton is still pitching, he's just walked the bases loaded, and a certain Carlos Gonzalez is at the plate.
0: Speaking of cargo, I have a random funny tangent to go on real quick. I w- Every day I go out and just throw random pitches just for some exercise over at a school a couple blocks away. And on Saturdays they have this huge set of... Uh, S- some sort of group of people. Of, there's like hundreds of them who gather to play soccer, and this one guy saw that I had a Rockies hat on and saw that I was throwing, and he didn't speak a lick of English, but he walked up to me and started trying to talk to me about Carlos Gonzalez, and we kind of worked it out. He, cargo good, yes, <laughs> you know, and so I, uh, I just thought it was funny that uh, this random guy came up to me talking about cargo.
1: El uh, el, el Caballo or Caballito. The little cow, no, little pony, little, 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 yeah. So that would be the. Uh, what can I think of? Uh, it's yeah, caballo, little horse.
0: I haven't, um, s- I haven't re- spoken a lick of Spanish in four years, five years. So you
1: think how long did you live in California? You don't speak Spanish.
0: I studied Italian in California.
1: Italian. Yeah. I see. Well, it looks like Joe Torre is going to uh, bring in George <laughs> Shera, which may end give us a lead also because. George Sherrill isn't very good.
0: He certainly hasn't been since he's been a Dodger. Um, no, he
1: certainly hasn't. and that I'm glad that he finally trimmed down his goatee from
0: the most tr- horrifying... From, from tree trunk his, to... Uh, yeah, exactly. The tree yeah. trunk
1: is my way to put it. Also, I would accept uh, ogre and uh, just general horror. So, yeah. Um, where were we talking about the bullpen? Yeah, we uh, were
0: yeah. speculating no, it comes about... Cost yeah. uh, it cost effectiveness. It kind
1: of comes down to... I would probably turn down the option as well and I and I I wonder if we should even offer him arbitration, you know, and see if we can get a pick out of it because he's been good this year and but I'm just wondering if he'd accept that. I, I don't think he'd accept. I haven't sure.
0: I haven't checked his uh Elias status. Is it type B?
1: I believe it is type B. Okay. It might be type, I mean, he's had a good year with Pittsburgh as well, but the Elias numbers just kind of made up out of nowhere. Um Anyhow, it, it, it's a kind of it would be he would be a complete luxury pitcher. We would have like three closers on the
0: team. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that too. <laughs> it would be kind of amusing, right? If okay, we have Street and Betancourt eighth and ninth, and then let's say we have uh, Dotel in form behind them, Belial stays in form behind them, and just for fun, let's say Manny Del Carmen throws his 2007-2008 style. We would well, we have can, an amazing have... bullpen.
1: We could run a four-man rotation.
0: Just, just have them put together one game, or, or what?
1: No, I mean, no, no, no. We could do a four-man rotation, as in we don't. We could put them on a seventy-five pitch count, and then just kind of see how that goes every game. Because we don't worry; we got the rest of things closed down. Because we got good players everywhere. Ah, uh, I see. But it, it would be. It, it makes me think of the. Uh, I think it was the 0-4 or Avalanche, you know, three avalanche, whatever it was, where we brought in Paul Correa and Taimu Solani and had, like, the Superman team. Anyways, that bullpen would just be just it would be just too good. It, just too good. You can't, you can't handle that. It, that's where it gets scary. So, no, just because of the fact that it would be too good, I'm pretty sure Bud Selig will step in and say no.
0: <laughs> well, at this point, I'd say that the option's probably getting turned down, but he... Even if it does, you never know. Like you said, an arbitration offer is possible. Maybe he'll even accept it. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's all, it, it really is going to be coming down to cost effectiveness. It's not as if we're going to be giving super prime innings to Octavio Dotel. We'll be giving them to uh, um, probably still Belial Bancourt and Street. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that we're, that we're going to be afraid to go to Dotel and leverage or anything like that. But well, I I, this is this is almost like 2008 when we had, or uh, 2009 when we had Buckles coming off a of Superman year, and then she, we traded for, or, yeah, we traded for Houston Street, and then uh, um, we had uh, Manny Corpus still, and we were fe- figuring that he was just hurt in 2008 or whatever and it was going to be just fine. So we had, like, the team ready to go and the back end of the bullpen. You couldn't stop it. This would be like a four-headed bullpen. It would be phenomenal, but for the price tag, it's just probably not going to happen. For You you can get a guy from A to do the same job. For much less money. Right mm-hmm. okay. well, now, George Shale throws strikes.
0: Well, Del Carmen will stay cheap, but we already know that uh, the other three will be relatively high paid for uh, uh, relievers. So, yeah. Um, but it's it's definitely something to think about. I don't necessarily know that it's going to be an instant decision. Whereas, I think uh, uh, in a different situation with a slightly different pitcher, we would have uh, something else. Uh, Maybe the decision would be a little easier to turn down, but I still think that's where it goes for now. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. It is now the middle of the eleventh.
1: Yeah, Carlson's loss just struck out on three pitches.
0: Poor guy. You know, yeah, it was uh, w- the four pitches? We can talk about Troy Tulowitzki. He's not had a very good game either, but uh, he's had one heck of a month. So oh, yeah. it, it's worth bringing up. I think the the look, I, I I am not a baseball historian. I can't cite, you know, oh, this this run by Tulowitzki this September is like back in 1951 when so and so did it. Uh but the, so the, the the stat that really stood out to me, the, the the moment where I knew he was doing something special was when they mentioned that uh Tulowitzki has more home runs and RBIs in September than the entire Dodgers
1: and the Yankees, at least more home runs.
0: Um, yeah, the home runs, I, th- I think the RBIs is a little bit more impressive. Uh, having that many and more than an entire team, and in the case of uh, the Dodgers, a struggling team, but it's still a whole team. <laughs> right? It,
1: it's, well, yeah. But RBAs is also obviously are functions on of base runners in front of you, and to he has more home runs than the entire Yankees. And this is the Yankees, the Yankees who have A Rod and Teixeira and, you know, other good players as well who have less home runs in the month of September than Troy mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. Good thing he's not a free agent next year because the Yankees are guaranteed to sign him. Uh, we, we were talking about this last night about how uh, nobody seems to really understand how. uh, how baseball or sports contracts in general work. They just assume that the Yankees can sign anyone at any time, which is just kind of silly.
0: It is. It, it, I can't. I mean, it's probably a mix of ignorance and arrogance on their part. But you also see, you also see the arrogant posts who, who of people who do know what they're talking about, where they say, "Oh yeah, Tulowitzki will be playing for the Red Sox in four years." Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I hate to even say that because that just hurts my soul, but. I don't know, Tulowitzki could be the kind of guy that they open. It. I mean, especially with Septembers like this, and he's been very, very, very good this year, and he's going to make a lot of money when he hits free agency, whether it's from us or from another organization. But um, right.
0: at this I'm point, a- for me, we, we we know we have Jimenez, Gonzalez, and uh, Tulowitzki through 2014. Yeah. Let's worry about it. In 2013. 2014.
1: 2013-2014. Yeah. We have through 2014,
0: right? Yeah, and, and we beyond that, we don't have to really deal. I mean, Gonzalez, yes, because he's not signed yet, but Tulewitzki and Jimenez are already signed. Yeah. We, uh, we have that, their whole plan for that time through the next four seasons already figured out. Yeah. In Gonzalez's case, he's going to go through one more year of complete team control where he's not arbitration eligible, and then in 2012, we can worry about how to handle the rest of his time here. Uh, I'll be
1: interested to see how Gonzalez's skill set ages. Um just because he's the kind of game who doesn't walk much.
0: He's been doing much better at that.
1: I'm wondering how much of that has been he's been walking more and how much more some teams are pitching around him.
0: I'm sh- I think it's a bit of both. I mean oh, I, I can't I can't say for sure that what was that?
1: Tulowitzki just made another error. This has been a poor game for Troy Tulawitzki. I mean it, it's ca- back- the accolades of this month can still be, uh, rained upon him, but he has not had a good game. Uh, had, had an overthrow, had, he just had that, he just let one right by him in the, uh, bottom of the 11th. Uh,
0: y- yesterday you also used on Twitter an expression that really made me smile. Lollipop dramatics. I believe. What was he
1: doing? He, like, got out of the way of it. Did it have teeth? Was he scared?
0: It might have, ba- might have bounced funny and just didn't Did look funny. You call hump- that a honest. hit?
1: How do you possibly score that a hit? That's an air, whatever. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> back on topic. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um. No, it's. It, 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 I'm glad that you enjoyed me referring to lollipop dramatics. We just wish he'd plant his feet and throw. Uh huh. Enough, enough. It's like, ooh, we need to make the dramatic Jared Jeter jump throw. And not just 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 plant and throw.
0: We've mentioned before that as fantastic as Troy Tulawitzki's defensive skill set is, he does tend to. Uh, make things a little bit more interesting than they have to be. Whereas you, you were mentioning you would make the argument that Clint Barmas is a better defensive infielder because he has similar hands, yet will do a better job planting himself and making sure he's going to execute proper form when yeah, is, completing the play.
1: Tulawitzki has great hands. He has he has a stronger arm, but fact of the matter is that he just he airs on the side of the dramatic, and I'm wondering if it's just an age thing or uh, whatever, but I'm just wondering, you know, is that uh, the kind of thing we'd look forward to for the rest of his career, or what? Anyways, uh, but no, we were talking about Tulewitzki and his phenomenal month, and how he has more home runs than the Yankees and the Dodgers, and more RBIs than the Dodgers as well, and I'm, I wonder if he has more than a couple other clubs, too, or if they just brought the Dodgers cause we're because playing.
0: we're playing them. yeah. Uh, I don't know, and I haven't bothered to look it up, and I'm probably not going to be bothered to look them up. <laughs>
1: well, it's a very real possibility that some the teams involved here, but they're also pointing out that, as of last night, Tulowitzki had, uh, was it
0: 14 and 15, 14 homers in
1: 15 games, or 15 and 16? I
0: think it's 14 and 15.
1: Whatever it was, they're saying, like, two players in baseball history have done that, one of them being Barry Bonds.
0: Two players in modern history or the yeah, modern yeah. era, yeah. Which I don't, I don't really know what that is. I don't know what defines the modern era, but I know it's it, it discounts, you know, the many, 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 many ages ago in the 20s and earlier or some such. So,
1: oh, oh, I'm sorry. They just turned the double play, and the umpire gave it away to for call because
0: he's fast want Dod- and a Dodger.
1: Anyone, the, the Dodgers to win. Yeah, go out there and give them hell, Tracy. Go out there and give them hell. Anyways, um, along with that, they were also pointing out that the the MLB record for home runs in a month is still held by Sammy Sosa with 20. Um, they're saying the most home runs or uh, RBI in a month for the Rockies. Tulowitzki is, I believe, I want to say five or six away from uh, Dante or uh, September record. Let's see this play here. That was incredibly close.
0: I think he's out. Just by, he, he, he was.
1: Uh, he's out. Yep.
0: He was on. The, he his foot was falling to the bag, but the throw beat him there.
1: This could be the new Atlanta right here.
0: Well, be,
1: well, Anyways, um, at, at least we um, got
0: the first one right.
1: Yeah. So, so six six more RBIs, and he will surpass Dante Machete single season record, or single uh, September record, I should say. And uh, past that, he's got ten more to go before he passes the Babe Ruth. Now, you obviously can't have many more games like this, but uh, on the way he's been mashing the ball, he seems to go like, you know, mash, 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 mash. has a pathetic game where he grounds out five times.
0: Well, even though he uh, has had a pretty bad game, he did get another RBI today. So. Yes, he
1: did. On that, uh, he had a ground out that probably should have been turned into a double play, but, uh um, the second it was in second, was it second or shorter botch of transfer? For call the transfer, yeah. So there's another one that held back from him. But it, you know, it just, it, it's something about Kulowitzki. Um, always, we're always worried about his slow starts and we were just waiting to see what he does in September and we thought that it was going to be all cashed in this year because of his, uh, um, because of his broken wrist and the lack of power that would probably come from that. But uh, he came back swinging for the fences right away and was getting him over the fence, too. Mm-hmm. The thing that we saw progressing about Tulewitzki this year is he hadn't quite figured out his power swing at the, at, during April, but he had uh, he was able to maintain a three hundred average. He was about an average baseball player as far as, uh, you know, uh, WRC plus goes. He just a shade above 100. But if you can put up a three hundred batting average while well, being, uh, you know, less amazing than you normally are, well... You know what, we'll take it.
0: Mm-hmm. Not instead a good situation of, right now.
1: No, right, right now Del Carmen is flocking the bases loaded to uh set up a force in every bag, which makes sense, but uh
0: Yeah, because we'll, I mean that, that that run in third is is the one that matters. So helps
1: yeah, no, Ethier at the plate.
0: Uh-huh. That that helps make the decision as well. Though I th- I wonder if Ethier was next instead, if you would rather face uh somebody else. Huh. This is why I'm not a manager, also because I don't play baseball.
1: I guess they put e- they're putting ETH on, not only to load the bases, but it's not face ETH Yeah, certainly. Because they're just Captain Walkoff. Um, but, yeah, so you're getting the live – you, you've already seen this happening if you're listening, so uh, you're just kind of getting some live reactions and some question marks here, which will probably bore you tomorrow. Or today, or. Or,
0: or or if we lose, infuriate and remind everybody how depressing yesterday's game was.
1: Yes, exactly. We've got to find another topic here. Um,
0: Well, I was about to say Tulowitsky is a happy topic, but he's not a happy topic today. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not the case. Uh, pitching change.
1: I just haven't a word, because Jim oh. likes to have words.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, we're
1: kind of, we're uh, getting seriously off topic here. Do we have a topic anymore? It, I think we get the idea two is having an awesome month, and it's the kind of thing that's being documented by every beat writer and everybody trying to find a who's hot or who's not article or you know just about everyone that uh it uh it's almost uh beating a dead horse is the wrong word, but it's tough to really have discussions about this with your team that micro analyzes the rockies so much right. Uh, because yes everybody has seen these numbers before because they're posting like every rock pile another article comes out about look how awesome Julie Witzki September has been and there's not much more to say about it other than it's it, it, he's almost like our team's Ryan Howard except he's actually good at everything as because, opposed to
0: uh, to Ryan Howard
1: who just hits a lot of home runs and gets ribbies and stuff like that
0: his nickname is probably the sabermetric joke
1: <laughs> Are you sure why not Ryan Howard, I think people misinterpret the sabermetric hate for Ryan Howard. I I think so,
0: too. I think it's just funny because uh, every time I see on some casual message board uh, somebody somebody trying to make a case against sabermetrics, their example is always, they underrate Ryan Howard. He's the best first baseman in baseball.
1: Which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh There's no way in a million years that Ryan Howard is a better baseball player than Albert Pujols. I'm sorry.
0: So I... It's definitely more of a, not us, I think, uh, I shouldn't say us, because I wouldn't really call myself a sabermetrician, but uh, the sabermetrics community getting flack for underrating him, quote-unquote, when I would say it's not so much a hatred of Howard as a a more realistic view of his talents.
1: Yeah, that's about the size of a day. You can't... uh... You can't just look at a guy who hits home runs and happens to hit them when people are on base and just automatically assume how amazing he is. Uh, he's he's a good baseball player, but you can't take that, those kind of power numbers and uh, just throw them away. But for twenty five million dollars a year, that's the stupidest thing I've heard in my entire life. The guy doesn't hit for average anymore. Doesn't walk the same way he used to, and all he basically does is crush his home runs. I mean, would you pay Adam Dunn twenty five a year? Because Ryan Howard's not that much more skilled than Adam Dunn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, yes, well, a strikeout that certainly cut themselves down, but... uh.
0: And Dunn walks more, I believe.
1: Yeah, Dunn walks a lot
0: more. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I, I only said I believe because, you know, I can't... I, I don't know how big the difference is, but uh Dunn is, as as many people say, the three-outcome type player, whereas uh yeah, yeah. Howard, I guess, has become kind of a two-outcome player.
1: Yeah, it's either a home run... Well, I don't I mean... It's, Right, we shouldn't be ranting about Ryan Howard this much here on our Rockies for a Robot Radio, but nobody hates him because he – it's not so much that everybody hates him. It's the undue credit that he gets that drives us up the wall. If you have good Septembers, great. You had good Septembers. Why didn't you have a good June? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you have a good March? Or not March, but uh, May. <laughs> good spring uh, good training. Yeah. <laughs> son of a gun.
0: Well, there it is.
1: I blame Paul Phillips for this game.
0: Okay. I blame I blame <laughs> Troy Tulowitzki because I hate Troy Tulowitzki.
1: Hey, good luck taking the slack on that one there. <laughs> hey, everyone
0: already knows. And they know it's mostly a joke. It's kinda become my new my new Matt Belial after that one conversation I had about how much I hate Troy Tulowitzki. I really don't hate Troy Tulowitzki. I just don't think I'd like hanging around with Troy Tulowitzki very much.
1: Gotcha. Anyhow, so this is over, so uh well, A.J. Game... Ellis. Oh my gosh, how does A.J. Ellis hit us so hard?
0: Has he hit us hard before, or was it just the series where he was It was like just the crazy? Series. a series?
1: A.J. Ellis is not as good of a baseball player.
0: Well, we won two games out of three, uh, better than I honestly expected. Uh, and... So I will, I will accept this as, as as begrudgingly as I as I am. I will accept it.
1: Well, I sure hope we didn't make, waste Chris Balcom Miller for this guy.
0: For Del Carmen? Yes. Um it's way it's too way early, to, early to, th- to tell. Yeah. Way
1: too early to tell, so I will be fair and not actually may and withhold all judgment on whether or not he uh, is that Aaron Andrews? I hope not. I hope so. Because if AJ Ellis has to talk to Aaron Andrews for winning the game, that's pretty great.
0: Hmm. Well, you- game's
1: o- game's game over.
0: Is. So game- our main two topics today were to talk about Dotel and to talk about, uh, uh, Tulowitzki, and we also have, uh, been going rather long in our last couple shows. We're at 36 minutes now. So I think, just real quick to wrap up, I'll talk about the rest of our, uh, of our upcoming schedule like I usually do. We've got tomorrow, or Monday, or whatever you want to call it, off. It is, uh, interesting to have always uh, a series bordered by two off days it doesn't happen too often, but in this case that's the way it's stacked up. I think they, they try to leave as many off days in September as possible for makeup games of various sorts. Um, and then we head to Arizona to wrap up this road trip and then we come back and we have the, uh, the next the next major series in uh, against the Giants. Which may be a significant factor in deciding who uh, who takes off in the division there. Um, I, I don't have many much more else to say about that really, unless you do.
1: Well, we should just kind of keep this in perspective as well. We are still in the figure there's still a handful I mean the game, number of games is definitely dwindling. There's no doubt about that. but the fact that we're this close should <laughs> say something about this team. Certainly that that, that no, that the uh, the general manager. And all that, Dan or Dad did not do a terrible job assembling the team. This team is a good baseball team, like it or not. So, uh, yeah, we need to keep that in mind there. So, um, I mean, I'll admit, the last couple of days I've been having visions of, oh, and then we went out, we take the division, and yeah, I mean, I But if we don't, I mean, we still did great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm at the very least pleased, even as – as a somewhat more casual fan in terms of the actual playthrough of the season, I'm still glad that the game's a little bit more meaningful right now, I think. Um, of course, I enjoy the off season too, so I'm not going to be too disappointed either way. And I think I'll enjoy the playoffs no matter who's there. But uh, it is certainly adding a dimension to the end of the season that I think a lot of people... Not not really myself so much, but I, a, a lot of the people on the blog really had kind of ruled out, which is nice. I think I think it's giving people more more incentive to uh, to pay attention. So uh, keep
1: your eyes on this team because it's not going to be changing that much next year, if really at all. It'll be role players that are going to be moving in and moving out. So you know, and also gonna-
0: one of Jeff Francis and De La Rosa is probably not coming back.
1: Well. Okay, the team, for the most part, like I said, will be the same team. Yeah, no,
0: I'm not arguing with you. I'm just adding one other case of something that's probably going to look a little different. Gotcha. Uh, we
1: can discuss that a different week, though.
0: Yeah, farther on into the closer to 2011 bits. Um, on that note, then, I think that about wraps everything up. On behalf of myself and Andrew, we'll see you next week. Take care.